Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations yeah. with Tita and Tiffany, a black girl and a white girl talking about black girl and white girl stuff. And as you can see, today we have an amazing guest, Demetria Sloan, and she has come on to talk about black girl stuff. Let's face it. She is yeah. an amazing professional. I'm going to let Titar introduce her, but this is really about, you know, bringing you behind the scenes of conversations that we have. So Titar, do the intro. Yes. So Demetra Hill Sloan, she's the founder and the executive coach of Vantage Point Coaching. Demetra essentially helps leaders, executives, and professionals ignite action fully and holistically unpack their desired outcomes. I know, because I'm one of them clients. <laughs> Additionally, Demetria facilitates corporations and organizations, workshops for the betterment of the entity. So please let me introduce my coach and sister friend, Demetria Hill Sloan. Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited to have her on. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I love what you're doing and the conversations that you're having. I do really, really believe that um, having honest, transparent conversations that some may deem difficult are just necessary. You know, I, I think if we just take this whole, it's hard, it's difficult. Mm. No, it just is. And it's something mm. you have to go through. And if you're going to be in relationship with anyone and have any meaningful relationships, you're just going to have to have conversations. So thank you for starting this project and this movement to just create space for these conversations. They're healthy and they just help us grow so much. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. And thank you so yeah. much for, for being here. Tita, do you want to talk a little bit why specifically you bought, brought Demetria on? Sure. So I specifically wanted to bring Demetria on because I feel like, you know, as we mentioned before, my experience is different from yeah. other Black women's experiences, everyday Black women. And I really feel like that Demetria has some experience, especially being in more leadership executive roles when she was in corporation, as well as now having her own successful business. And also she has a conference that she does. And I want her to talk about the conference too, because there's a specific reason why she has this type of conference. As I was telling you before, mm -hmm. Tiffany, where it's mainly more black yeah. professionals, business owners and executives, because the space is not really there for us to come together. So mm -hmm. I wanted to bring her on to share more where, especially our white women guests, uh, audience, I should say, can see that just because they see like a black person, they're like, oh, well, that person's made it up there. They like, they, they broke the ceiling. So they, sh they don't have any challenges. Why, you know, why are they still talking about, you know, inequalities or oppression? So Demetria, I want you to basically share your experience um, when it comes to even more, of, probably even more challenges being in more of a leadership role as a Black woman and then having your own business as a Black woman. So um, share some of those insights that can really help our audience start thinking differently about things and the way that they behave and uh, approach certain things. So if you notice, I started looking at my metaphorical watch here because I don't have one. <laughs> like, how much time do we have here today? 
I know, right? Know. There's a lot. There's a Ooh, lot. There. That's a lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I'll try to like chunk it into smaller chunks, but I do want to talk about a little bit about so my growing up. I grew up in the South. I am a Southern girl mm. through and through. I'm from South Louisiana. Um, that has its own unique, rich history um, with racism, with colorism, and all the other isms that go along with that. Um, I've, I lived in Texas. I've lived in Georgia. Actually, I used to live in uh, Pflugerville there, Tiffany. So oh, really? You've heard of Pflugerville. I do, yeah. yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, so I met my husband there and had my son oh. there uh, right down in downtown Austin. Oh, my gosh. So, um, and then I lived in Georgia, outside of the Atlanta area. I lived in uh, Buford, the suburbs, and then now I've been in Orlando. So all of my life experiences have really, that have informed my life experiences all happen around the South. Um, but that is not the only place where I ever experienced or felt otherwise or racism or um, any type of negative behavior as it um, is based on the color of my skin, it didn't just happen in the South either. Mm -hmm. So when I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, I traveled often to the New York and New Jersey area. And um, just, you know, New York is this wonderful, vibrant, um, energetic place, but still it has its own issues. Although it's like, yes, it's a melting pot. Yeah, I'm surprised. But wow. But it is not... It's not always welcoming. Wow, I didn't right? know that. And if you think about the, um, if you think about all, just when you study even the history of New York, every immigrant group that has come has had their, had to basically true. fight for their position in place, that's right? Um, but that's also part of the whole American story. Every immigrant group has had to come and fight for their position in space. It's just, except for people who are black people who were brought here and because of just the hue of your skin, you couldn't blend into whiteness, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this whole concept of whiteness has been an easy thing for other groups to blend into. So a lot of that informed my history and who I am. Um, you know, working in the corporate, um, you know, there were times where I really, I bit my tongue a lot. Um, because we first are like, okay, did this, this, did this just happen? Did somebody mm -hmm. just say this? Like for real? Um, yeah. or being out in the field with my sales reps often, <clears throat> um, the number of times you all did a show about this, that people wanted to felt that they had agency to just come up and touch my hair. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, and I mean, these are, this is, this is like people who are professionals and they would, you know, but it was always interesting to me. And so this whole fetishization of black women and, you know, exotic Ooh. black woman, it was always older white physicians, Ooh. It was always older white men <gasps> who wanted to touch my hair. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And, um, but again, if you, when you study history, you know, that, that is a part of kind of this whole historical context and mm -hmm. the dehumanization of, mm -hmm. of black women into these sexual objects. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
it was I've experienced some interesting things in the in the corporate setting. And then, you know, Tito, you brought up you brought up my conference and you know, my women's conference. So there are a few conferences out there um, that are at the the level and the caliber that I want to bring to black women. Um and that I like was like I want to model after that. So there are a few out there, like a Essence, like a Black Enterprise. But mm -hmm. even if the Black Enterprise Women of Power, and I was a coach there, and I loved that um, conference. If you're not sponsored by a corporation, it's out of reach for most everyday women to be able to experience. So my mission was to create a conference that had that caliber of of impact and speaker and experience but that everyday women can tap into um, without necessarily have to have a corporate sponsor to get there right um because some of these conferences i mean it's like really two thousand dollars three you know sixteen hundred dollars for and that's just that's not hotel that's not travel that's just conference registration yeah. um so i created this experience but what was one of the times when i was planning and i i sought um this woman to be a um moderator of a panel and it was a white woman and she was like oh well i see your conferences for black women and i was like well why would you say that and she was like well i'm you know going back and looking at the pictures from previously well yes predominantly my my speakers are <laughs> black women yes many black women attended but i don't see you saying that this other conference hosted here locally in orlando is only for white women when they only have a couple of black speakers no, black women have to put ourselves in these spaces all the time for our yeah. development. Why would you not want to come be in this space for your development? Yeah, because we're, we're, what we have to offer in terms of our content, in terms of mm -hmm. our uh, credentials, is equal. And you know, so many of the powerful, smart women that I know are black women. And so I wanted to make sure yeah. that those people were the speakers and the panelists and, and moderate because they're often not on the majority, and I don't even like using that majority term, but these other white focused conferences. And that's how I see them. I don't necessarily see them as their women focused conference. I think they're white women focused conference. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's an important part in that as well, like coming from the, the white lens, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, um, so what? Like, so what if your conference or any other conference or any other group is predominantly black? Hallelujah. Like, I think that as a white person, we've got to give up the, the segmentation, the differentiation, like, and even like, oh, it's not okay for black people or, you know, um, people of color or any marginalized group to have something that's just for them. Yes, it is okay. And it should be okay, right? Like it's, it's even when it comes to women's groups and things like that, there was a couple of men that were going out there and suing women for discrimination because there were only women's groups. Like we've just got to cut that out. And I think, you know, this is... This is the time for white people to step back and create space, right? Like mm -hmm. allow that, you know, really, really allow that. So I think that's, 
such an important piece to the healing, the mending, the listening, the conversation of it. But I don't want you to create so much space that you don't take opportunities to learn. Because oh, I yeah. think, I really believe that so much is that, oh, well, oh, well, it's for them. It's not for me. No, that's actually where you need to be because you actually might learn something and you might become better. You might become a better person. You might have a more global view. You might be able to stretch and challenge yourself. And you might make some real authentic relationships, you know, and so because when I hear, um, you know, give space, there's giving space is appropriate, but I think people use that as a cop-out because they don't want to be uncomfortable. Oh, right. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. You know, yeah. When when it's time for space, yes, you need to give space, (laughs) but don't let that be an excuse for not leaning in when you need to lean in. When you need to really forward. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Like if you didn't hear back from someone specifically, like you were having conversation and it could be like, oh, I was giving you space. Well, you're giving me space because actually we need to have this conversation. What, so, but when were you going to, you know, when were you going to reach out then? Because I'm, I'm confused because, you know, it's been months. It might be a year or something that need to have, you know, you need to have a conversation, you need to dress and you're going to tell me a year later, oh, I was just giving you space. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, like, it takes a year, but like you're saying, it's excuses. And it might take a year or two. I don't know. But I'm sure yeah. some people have been waiting for people for years to address certain things. <laughs> I think to your point, Demetria, what you said at the beginning, like we don't have to make this hard. It can be uncomfortable and not be hard. Like yes. it's, it's going to get uncomfortable. It just is because there's, there's just so many, I think there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. But that's where the juice lies. That's where the growth is, to your point again. Like we got we to gotta take the time to, to listen and, and let's, t- well, this brings me into the other point that the three of us were chatting about a little bit before we got on, got on the call was like gaslighting. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that because that happens a lot. And I think um, there's, there's just, there's room for a lot room for hearing what a black person says like really hearing it and acknowledging it before you go into defense mode or before you go into belittling or, you know, gaslighting. So what's been your experiences of that in the professional or even the personal realm? Yeah. um, So I'll say this for, because, you know, the society that we live here in the United States, you know, the whole, the thing about supremacy is that even black people gaslight other black people too. So none of us are off the hook for that. Um, You know, wanting to minimize your experience. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Um, Well, what do you mean it wasn't that bad? This is is what I experienced. This is what I felt. Um, You know, um, I'll give you an example of something that happened. And you like it for our audience really kind of just made me like what the heck and I don't know if this falls into the gaslighting or what it falls into but I I worked with this young woman who uh, reported to me and she really didn't like reporting to me Um, and she was a a, a white woman and 
you know, even some, you know, she eventually um, moved on and then uh, eventually, but we used to talk a lot and talk politics, talk things, talk stuff all the time. And we had both been separated from the organization at this point, probably for at least, I hadn't seen or talked to that person in two years. And at the advent of the, uh, the 2016 presidential election, I received a message from that person, an instant message saying, finally, the silent majority can, uh, you know, and I was like, am I losing my mind? You know, that's classic gaslighting, really making you question yourself like, we are not connected on social media, but obviously someone can search you and send you a message, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I was like, we both have been not seen, spoken to, heard of. We don't interact. We don't follow each other. But you, something in you that you had to say, I really was like, am I going crazy? Or is that the craziest thing like you could do? It's just like, wow. So that was one example of something that, like I said, I don't know if that's classic gaslighting, but it sure did make me question myself. You know what I mean? That's what gaslighting is all about. It makes you question your own self, make you question your judgment, your sanity. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like that was, um, that was insane. Um, I had other experiences when, um, you know, working, as when I got promoted and of course, years later, it's like, oh yeah, we gave you this very difficult team because we knew you could handle it. But when I was handling it, I was then labeled as, you know, too Uh hard. And then I, you know, was too aggressive and I I drove too much and all of this stuff. And it's like, So I had all of these labels that were then holding me back from moving up and managing my career in that organization because later I'm some told, oh yeah, we gave you a mess, but we knew you could handle it. But you gave me a mess and then you held it against me when I was handling it. Yeah. You know, that's gaslighting. Like, are you serious right now? wait a minute so I was losing my mind (laughs) you know I mean so just you know give you an example of how bad it was I was promoted I was going to a meeting with you know new manager going up to a meeting and I got a phone call from this person I never knew in our company and so I called my boss who had, you know, hired me. And I was like, who is this? Oh, that's our, um, our corporate attorney, you know, HR attorney. And I was like, why is he calling me? Well, now you're the manager. So you're looped into all of the crap that the other person had left behind. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you can handle it. We know you can handle it. So yeah, I can handle it, but my goodness, so many tears, so much doubt, so much questioning of myself, my ability, what I brought to the table, you know, why did I even make this move? 
you know, plagued me for a few, till I got to the point where like, you know what? No, not, not anymore. If I never move up another position, I'm just going to be authentically me and they're just going to have to have it. <laughs> so why do you so, think, because again, I want to just bring to light. So the, 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 the black and the white, right? Because I think um, there's a generalization that can happen for women right? Like, Oh, I totally understand. And as a white woman, I totally understand that. I get that. Like I've been diminished and overlooked and, you know, um, gaslighted. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot, there's a, there's a through line of, I can relate to that because I'm a woman. Yes. I'm a white woman. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's also a layer to that that's different to yours. So I want to bring it to light for the white women our you know, our white listeners that are listening to this going, Oh yeah, that's happened to me. I get that. That's happened to me. So can you share like on more of a, 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 from your, like your blackness, let's just say it from that lens, why that is different to say a white woman's experience that has something similar to that, because there's a stereotype there I'm imagining, right. That comes from you're a strong black woman. And so something that I want to bring to light too, that Tita told me is that Demetria is also really tall. So she's yeah. tall in stature, you know, she's got this amazing, really beautiful hair and yeah. she holds herself, as you can tell, like really poised and, 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 and in a place of strength. I'm going to say this on, uh, I guess on your behalf, but I want you to elaborate on it is that people would find that threatening. I know as a woman that can be threatening, but as a black woman, so when people, are, when your su- superiors or whatever you want to call them, your managers, your um, people that you report into is saying that you can handle it. There's a, there's an unconscious, deeper oh. intention around that. And Tita, you can speak to this too, but I just want to draw that out more for the listeners that are just going, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, because. Yeah. Well, so I'll say a couple of things about that. So, and we, we see it show up in data all around. So you can see in how, how black women are treated in the uh, healthcare industry. You know, it's assumed that we have a higher tolerance for pain. Um, and so, I mean, and the data's out there. So, I mean, when we, I know when you guys show this um, or share this, we could drop some of those articles and links in there right. so for people to read. But, you know, there is this, um, there's also this historical context of Black women um, coming in and cleaning up messes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to give you a the mess help. because I know. Yeah, the help. the help. We're here to clean up the mess, or we're here to be the mammy to pacify to make people feel better about themselves. Mm. And so when you do comport yourself and you you come in, you're very like. So I have. I'm tall. I'm five foot nine. I have big hair. I'm very expressive. Um, I you know am comfortable in my own skin, and that that freaks people out. And I've had people, I had literally one of my managers who happened to be a black woman and a good friend of mine ask me during our regular meetings when we would meet quarterly, do I believe the way I wear my hair was hindering me from moving up in the organization? Mm-hmm. And when I left that meeting, I called my work husband because I didn't want to call my real husband yet, but I called my work husband <laughs> and I was like, I am about to leave. Like, I'm done. I'm quitting. I was like, I, you know, known her for years. 
we we're friends we have relationship but she was she was like and she said it she said you know because she's a black woman she said you know i'm the only one who's going to be able to ask you this question and have this conversation with you and i told her nobody in this organization better come and say another word to me but that was because she had been in meetings obviously yeah. When you're talking about your talent, when you're talking about your team, when you're talking about promotion, and there's all these questions about, oh, she's just so hard. Mm. Oh, you know, her hair. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you know, you know, you can, nothing about the competency. You know, when right. she's like, she, and she was like, you're this one of the smartest, most capable persons that I know. So we have to figure out how to rewrite this narrative. And I was sitting back wondering, why the hell is there even a narrative when I have done so much? Right. Yeah. And all that played into all, all of that. that you've been dealing with from cleanup messes. Yeah. She can handle it. Um, she's strong. They're used to dealing with all sorts of whatever you know what i mean like they have families that are dealing with you know have this and that yeah. they know how to handle that and so we'll just give it to her but then if you and they're right it, then you're too hard and yeah. if you crack if you crack then, then you weren't competent enough well maybe in the first right exactly yeah exactly so that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that, you know, clarifies it. But, for, yeah. but you know, that, that was just, you know, very difficult, um, very difficult situation, a very difficult um, experience to go through. And especially to hear it from someone who I love and adore, but I knew that, yeah, wow, that means these conversations are being had and I have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And should I have handled it differently? Maybe. Um, because looking back on it, I'm like, I should have sued their asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, it's yeah. I think it's interesting too. Um, and, and you can um, obviously correct me on this, but um, that, you know, your fellow black friend, your black person is also being indoctrined into that way of thinking it from coming from a place of fear or safety for her own well-being right like there's Absolutely. so much conditioning in she was on the track she was right. on the, the she was on the the you know moving up the ladder track right. and yeah. um and so it could be one of two things it, not just indoctrination but also who else to put the hit out on another black person right. than a black person. Right. That's how companies cover themselves all the time. All the time. Oh. All the time. I didn't oh. expect that. Yes. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And to so that then, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, so then, you know, I went into the corporate office and we I did this special rotation and and then it was like, oh, wow, you're this. You're great. I didn't know this. I was told this. I was told this. Like, all of this. And I'm like, I don't know why, like, where all this stuff comes from. And then I would get the whispers from the other Black women and other women of color who had curly hair, like, I'm going natural. I love the 
the way you look. You know, like they would give me the whispers because me just being showing up and being authentic yeah. gave me permission to show up and be authentic. And that was yeah. probably one of the, the, you know, great rewarding things that, that happened as a result. But woo, it was a time. That's a lot. Of, uh, you know, we talk about heavy lifting a lot and that's a lot of heavy lifting. And I think there's such a beautiful message in like show up like as authentically as who you are and radiate who you are. And it gives permission for others to, to do the same, you know, and we talk about that in the coaching world and the spiritual world all the time. Great. Then you, then, you know, then you got to do it right. There's the journey to getting there and, and, you know, the self-realization and the, and the comfortability. Tara and I talk about this as well, like getting comfortable in your own skin and, um, I think it's one thing to do that as a woman. I think it's one thing to do it as a white woman, but when you do it, when you have to do that as a black woman with all the history around that, and I imagine any marginalized woman, um, but you know, this is really, we're talking about black women here. And I just think there's, there's just, there's just so many layers that, you know, when you're, when you're in a conversation with, or you're listening to our conversations with a black person, um, you get in as a white person, you get into comparison mode. Oh, I get that. Like, yeah, I understand. Or I've had that experience. I'm a woman, right? Like I get it. Mm, You can probably have a sense of empathy and you can probably um, get a view into um, some sort of, um, um, let's just call it empathy really, but you Mm -hmm. don't, we can't get it. We haven't lived with it all our life like there's just so many barriers to um the differences i don't even want to say barriers but just again i think you know even i sit here and 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 i i watch myself right i i I watch myself and that's why i said to you because i was doing this doing it again of like oh i've experienced that i get that but no i have but not on the level because there's not that history around it so i think it's always important um, and that's why we have these conversations is to like break down where this comes from because it's so systemic and it's so, um, I mean, it's centuries, it's centuries. Yes. And and I think to your point and to especially Demetrius point, that's why you actually are seeing more black women who are owning their own business because there is yeah. the barrier. I, we get exhausted. I call it co-switching, right? So like yeah. white women don't have to, coast switch necessarily because the culture is built on this white supremacist system within the corporation institutionalized racism that they can come and show up and have maybe not such a good day or they can come and show up and um maybe not do their best but when the black women comes in to work i have to i really have to assimilate exactly to ensure that I'm not coming across as aggressive, you know, or I'm not like I am animated. Our culture, we tend to just be more animated. So if yeah. we're having a conversation, like, what do you, why? And I've had this happen. Like, why are you, why did you skew back like that? Like, really? Like, like I was going to hit the person because <laughs> we're having a conversation. That stuff gets so old and so exhausting and so tiring to co-switch uh. in and be like Mary Sue and Susan and them so that they feel comfortable and so that they feel like, okay, she's not threatening. Okay, I'm still a little above her. 
Whereas it's like, you know what, I'm, I, I, it suppresses us. It, it, we can't even be as talented, like it stifles, it stagnates. And unfortunately, actually, it really stifles the organization. The, um, yeah. yeah. So then it's like, okay, well, you know what? Gonna go do my own thing. And then they get wind of you doing your own thing and they see, and they're kind of like, wow, we didn't know you had that in you. Yeah, exactly, because you didn't allow me to show up the way that I need to show up so that you could experience it. And then at the end of the day, our customers could experience it, so. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, to, that, that's such a very um, important point that you make there, Tita. So there's, there's all types of code switching. And, and I agree, Tiffany, there are, there are some shared experiences that, that women have. Mm. But then you add on the layer of color. Mm. And I'll give mm -hmm. you an example. So recently here, we had the whole um, situation, regardless of your politics, with Representative Yoho from Texas yes. and yep. uh, Representative um, 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 Ocasio-Cortez. Yep. And I do not believe that he would have addressed or even made this statement because we've not heard that he's made that statement by, by white congresswomen, mm -hmm. but a Puerto Rican one, it was more comfortable for him to call her an effing bitch. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Publicly. Yep. On the steps and of Congress. Seen, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've seen how her and the other women of color, so... Um, Ilhan Omar, um, Ayanna Presley, and um, I can't think of the other one who is, uh, I can't think of her name right now. But so they're the spectrum of, you know, Puerto Rican, you have African American, you have Muslim American, uh, Somali American, like you have this, this cross section of women, how they have been attacked mm -hmm. for being vocal for being smart as a whip mm -hmm. and for just questioning the status quo. Mm -hmm. Then you have the representative, and I can't remember her name right now, from California, who's also smart as a whip. And she asks questions, but she's more folksy in the way she speaks and she breaks it down and she pulls out her whiteboard and does the thing. And she <laughs> is not as threatening. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard yeah. I haven't heard or seen anybody say that she should die, she should go back to where she came from, or she's an effing bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um and she's wonderful, lovely. I can't remember her name right now, but um, but she's fantastic. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. You know, I know who you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, but it's just it's yeah. that type of thing that, yeah. So they have shared experience as women. They're sharing the yep. experience of being women in Congress, but their yep. treatment is completely different, totally disparate. And then I ask, so what are the yep. white women in Congress doing? Because I don't also see those white Congress women defending them. That's true. That's true. That's I a really good point. White women supporting them. <laughs> because regardless of your politics, and you all can disagree, right, on that stance. But if you know that, well, I, as a woman, have had this shared experience, but I also know she's carrying this additional burden, why are you not out up in arms supporting them, behind them? 
Right. Well, uh, well, I, I mean, I'm all about sisterhood. So sisterhood is being. Behind, I mean, I have a whole movement around that. So sister yeah. to sister, it doesn't matter what color, background, sexual preference. You stand by your sister no matter what. That's the only way. That's the only way forward in us yeah. rising uh, through and above. Because there's some stuff we need to rise above right now. All the crap's coming to the surface, and it, it's women's time. It's women's time. And if we don't do this together, it's not going to work. And so no. I think you're right. These white women in Congress, they need to stand up. They need to get uncomfortable. They need to raise awareness and they need to more than ever stand behind, yeah. you know, these black women, these women of color. We've got to do it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I recently watched the, the, the docu it's not a documentary, but the series Mrs. America on, um, oh. on Hulu. Yeah. Which oh. was about a lot, a lot about the women's movement in the seventies and mm. the ERA, and then those who stood against the ERA, who were also women. Um, like yep. look what that's gotten you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but watching that, and we already have the examples. Like you said, Tiffany, if we don't do this together. 40 years from now, we'll be having the same conversation. Yeah. Because it, it, so even before that women's movement in the suffragette movement, black suffragettes were treated differently by right. the white counterparts because they embraced the whiteness more than the equality of my sisters. Yep. So we've seen it happen in history one time, two times, three times. Are we going to today continue to have that happen? And I, you know, so what are we, what, what is that you're holding on to? Right. Yeah. You know, what, right. are you, what, what are you really gaining by still allowing um, and abdicating to these men and to white men specifically? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, and that's yeah. my question to you, white woman. Like, what what are you holding on to? <laughs> I think it's, you know, I, and again, I can't yeah. speak for everyone. Right. But I think it's like, I think it's a sense of security. It's a sense of safety. Like if I show up, right. Like then if I show up in the masculine way, if I show up this way, then I will be seen, I'll be heard. I'll be able to move, you know, if it's career or whatever it is. And I think um, that's the stuff that we need to break down now mm -hmm. is like, no, because the, um, and this is not about man hating the, 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 the masculine way the you know the the competition the you know um being you know getting ahead of someone else the the whole patriarchal system that we've been living in needs to be broken down so it doesn't exist anymore and so yeah. the more women that can get uncomfortable right like truly be in themselves and have that voice that's where the change will start to happen and it's got to be feminine led because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work anymore. In fact, it hasn't worked, right? Like I truly believe if there were more women in leadership, if there were more women in politics, if there were more women CEOs, if there were more women entrepreneurs, we would live in a very different world, different Absolutely. economy because we're natural collaborators, we're natural caregivers, we're innately, in extremely intuitive. Like you bring that to the forefront that's been suppressed and suppressed and repressed and oppressed for centuries. Yeah. I think it is. world. Yeah. And I think to your point, it is part of it is maybe just fear of like backlash. 
but I also think there's still there where there's still that element of that support superiority. I yeah, I'm so sure whether you we, realize it or not. Yeah, that, that, that unconscious. Really, yeah. One, yeah. Well, yeah. it's interesting because you know when you as you start studying this stuff more, you do all you know. The, like again, we've all been socialized to protect white women, so I think that's what that safety comes in. Like mm. and that you know when you said that word safety. Yeah. But the only people who haven't been socialized to protect white women are white men. They've yeah. been socialized to, to compete, to get ahead at all costs. And whoever gets in the way gets in the way. And white women can be casualties too. Yeah. yeah. And they have been. Yeah. Yeah, they for sure. Help. We see Harvey Weinstein, prime yeah. example. You know, there's like so many examples, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. it. Like, let's stop that. If we can break all of this this down and just like hey um you know like the saying said he's not heavy he's my brother well she's not heavy she's my sister regardless of how this sister comes and how this sister shows up and we're going to be arm in arm you know the thing that really just it really gets me is that in this country in the united states of america where we are and i know you're from australia but you know women are actually we're no long we are 50 almost 51% of the population. Like mm -hmm. we actually have more women mm -hmm. in this country than men. Mm -hmm. And why do we vote against our own interests? Why aren't there more women in power? Why right. aren't we pushing this further? We actually outnumber men right now. You mean we- And we live longer. And we live longer. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like, okay, so what that, again, so the, the system of, of racism, the system of uh, patriarchy, they are so pervasive yeah. that we all have to take a look at ourselves as women and say, you know what, we can do better and just start doing better. Yeah. Oh my wow. God. I just want to end it right there. That was so good. We're going to so have to bring you on again. Uh, so really quick, Demetria, where, cause you are about igniting action. Yes. She always has, mm. she, when she talks about anything, she always has some sort of action to go with it. So are there like three things that you can tell our audience from, that you can remember everything that we talked about to just help them move forward, to be that change, you know? Ignite action. I love that. I so see yeah. that in you. Yeah, I like to ignite action. So I think the first thing I would say, and this is for for everyone out there is to look in the mirror and do a self inventory. Mm -hmm. And you have to be honest with yourself. So if you find yourself gaslighting yourself, stop it and yeah. tell yourself the truth, right? Um, if you find yourself doing the whataboutism with yourself, stop it. When you're doing that whole, that comparison, well, I've had that experience too, and it wasn't that bad. Stop it. Mm -hmm. You know, do an honest self-inventory and an honest self-assessment about how you are showing up right now in this time and space, how you are creating community, how you are engaging with um, women, with Black women, with Indigenous women, with Puerto Rican women, with Haitian women, with whoever the women are, however they, however they identify, with trans women. Because that's mm -hmm. a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. start there. You know, so I think that's number one. I think number two is if you are 
unsure, if you don't know what to do or don't know what to say, ask. Yeah. You know, if you have meaningful relationships, your friends, I'm sure Tiffany and Tita, Tiffany, you could call Tita and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I had this and Tita will give you her perspective. And I'm sure it works the other way around because Tita, you're probably like, well, Tiffany, I've had this happen and I'm not sure like how I should be receiving this right now. I need your help. Yeah. So if you don't know, ask. Because, you know, when you do give space to the point where you do nothing, mm. you know, man, you're missing so many opportunities for your own growth. So ask, yeah. ask. Yeah. So the first one, like I said, the first thing is to um, uh, have the um, your self-examination. The second thing is if you don't know, then the ask. And then the third thing I would say is give yourself grace. I give that advice to everybody and just about everything. We're not perfect beings. We're going to make some mistakes along the way, but allow for the mistakes to happen and continue to forge ahead. Um, because this system, these systems that we are uh, coming up against, they did not form overnight and yeah. they will not come down overnight. Yeah. So we have to just continue to forge ahead. I do believe now we're at the precipice where we can make some significant leaps forward and some significant jumps and strides ahead, but we're still going to get to the other side and there will be the next ism and the next fight to have. So... Oh, great. So ask, I mean, well, no, the first one is self-assessment inventory and then ask and then give yourself grace. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. That's what you do on the daily basis, <sighs> right? And again, she's that Demetrius um, business is Vantage Point Coaching. Mm -hmm. So as you can see how wonderful she is, and as you can see, she can literally unpack you to ignite some change. So we'll drop her um, yep. URL in the uh, show notes, and then you can reach out, you can connect with her. And she also has really good shirts. Yeah, show them the t-shirt. That's what I was going to say. I'm not weird. What does it say? I'm not weird. I'm a limited edition. Yes. 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 So, so good. Yeah. So please, absolutely. We will drop, you know, drop it all in there. Please yeah. reach out to me even if it's just for a dialogue, because I, mm -hmm. I, am, I believe in facilitating dialogues and kind of continuing these conversations because I think they're so very powerful in our personal lives and our professional lives and within organizations. Yeah. Let's just come to the table and start having conversations. Let's have a series of dialogues because we can make so much happen when, we, when we're in conversation with one another. Awesome. Demetria, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show again. Tita, do you want to share how they can find us, stay connected, all that fun stuff? So on our IG, you can get lots of resources. We're at, ha we're at a black girl, a white girl. And then on our website where we have our YouTube channel, you can link to and you can link to all our podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and you can go to blackgirlwhitegirlconversations.com. And make sure that you um, subscribe, though, to one of the platforms or all the platforms. All of them. <laughs> to know, because we, we are putting out some great information. We're, we're working behind the scenes, so you'll want to be in the know and um, be updated. So make sure you subscribe to us.
Yeah. And share the love. Like if you know people out there that, you know, really want to learn and educate themselves, like we try and make this as um, accessible and not too heavy as possible. You know, we're not experts, we're not theoretical. So share, share it, get it out there, get them involved in the conversation as well. Thanks everyone. Yes, 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 get a black girl and white girl everywhere. We want them everywhere. Yes, yes girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bye y'all. <laughs> Bye.